Welcome to your Mindset Academy podcast. Your Mindset Academy is designed for anyone desiring motivation, direction, and confidence in life. I am your host, Selma Abishui, and I'm helping individuals to get clarity, motivation, and into action to become the best and most confident version of themselves. I invite people all over the world to share their knowledge about how they succeed in life and business with confidence and mindset. Today I'm here with Joel Brown from Addicted to Success. Um, tell me, Joel, or tell the audience, what, what is it that you do? <laughs> so I'm the founder of AddictedToSuccess.com, the number one motivation website. And I created this 10 years ago. And the reason why I really love what I do is because I get to work with so many phenomenal people. Mm. And it's funny because when they first come to me or they visit my website or they listen to my podcast or connect with me on YouTube, whatever it may be, they don't know yet that they're phenomenal, most mm. of them. And I really love just watching people's journey. I love seeing the transformation unfold when they realize like, wow, actually, if I had a vision, things would change. Yeah. If I actually started to really go in on myself and do the work, my beliefs can increase. Mm. If I align myself with my values, I'll feel alignment in my life. And so this is what really just like fuels me to continue to do the work that I do with the website, with the podcast, uh, with events that we run out here in Bali. And uh, yeah, just, you know, anything that involves transformation with human beings, I love it. Yeah, that's amazing because like a lot of people have dreams, right? And a lot of people yeah. look at other successful people and be like, oh, I wish I could do that or I wish I could be that. And right. a dream is nothing with a plan. So what is your, what is your passion? Why, why are you doing what you're doing? You know, I think that most people, when I have conversations with them, I find that they're not living with intention. Mm. They're, for the most part, maybe waiting for something to be attracted into their life. And they could be doing the work and waiting for, you know, the frequency to match, to, to be able to, you know, receive that thing. But I also believe in the law of intention, which mm. is set it and get it. And, and that's why I'm such a big fan of the 10-year vision process. You know, 10 years ago, or almost 10 years ago, I casted my own 10-year vision and this was the first time ever that I looked at the world and I looked at business and looked at my own life in such a different way. Before that, I heard, you know, it's good to set goals and it's good to go out there and see what uh, possibilities there are in your industry uh, for your career. But when I started really mapping out a vision for what would the ultimate version of me look like 10 years from now, what would it feel like, how would I act, uh, what would be surrounding me in my life? Things got really interesting when I really jumped in and really did the work on that. And, you know, I, I found that ultimately the more that I progressed in my vision, the more I started to increase my certainty because I started to trust myself more. That when I wrote things down, that I, I'm a man of my word, that I go out and get it. Mm. And, you know, everyone that's listening to this right now, you have that opportunity too. This isn't just some mythical, mystical thing that mm. just lands on <laughs> someone's lap. Like you get to also map your 10-year vision for success. Yeah. And you get to be really intentional about what it is that you want to call into your life. And when you really look at the 10-year vision process that I teach, it's eight areas of life. You've got business and career, you've got finances, you've got health, you've got self-development, you've got romance, you've got fun and leisure, uh, you've got physical environment, you have contribution. Like All these things are really important to get clear on in your life because everything is touching everything. Mm. And it's like as the tide rises, so do the boats, right? So if we're all like in and collaborating with people, which are also focused on a well-rounded vision there's just so much power in that 
And uh, I, I don't know, I'm such a fan of the process. It's worked so well for me. And over 400 of my students face to face and over tens of thousands of people around the world have really benefited from getting a, a vision in place, a five-year or a 10-year vision. Mm. So when you tell people about this 10-year vision, right? Yep. Um, don't you get off like 10 years? I don't want to, I don't know where I'm going to be in 10 years. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, it's such a long time. Like, how, how do I write down uh, where I want to be in 10 years? I mean, that's the reason why you write out the vision because I hear people <laughs> say like, well, I don't know where I'm going to be. And I'm like, well, that's great. Then what are you going to leave it up to, right? Yeah. It's kind of like sitting under a tree and waiting for things to happen. And mm. I'm just not a fan of it. I did that. I did that for many years when I was younger and it just didn't work very well. It's, it's like you end up falling uh, victim to the plans of others. And I'm just not a fan of that. I know that, you know, sometimes we need to leave room and a bit of space for, for things to unfold naturally. Yeah. Uh, I always say sprinkle your vision with a little bit of faith. You just never know what's going to show up. And usually it's the lessons that you need to learn that you're unaware of uh, that can be really the most growing and uh, most expansive uh, lessons that you can learn because it catches you by surprise. It has to, otherwise you're not going to pay attention to it. Uh, but I would say that, you know, most people are living unconsciously floating through life like a pinball in a pinball machine, just bouncing around waiting mm. for life to happen to them instead of them happening to life. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's really about setting your intentions and it's asking yourself day to day, what would my life look like if I actually started placing bets on myself? If I actually started getting up and saying, I'm going to fill my cup first so that I can feel yeah. even more and have overflow for others. Yeah. There's just so much there in that. It's so fulfilling. True. And like setting up a 10-year plan, like things can change along that way and you can adjust your plan, right? Absolutely. It's not, I always tell people, it's not, <laughs> it's not a line in the cement, it's yeah. a line in the sand, right? You get to change it. And mm. the reason why I am a big fan of the process is it's not because it's just writing it all down and like, oh my gosh, here's my life plan forever. It's not that. Yeah it's what it does to you in the process when you commit to it. It's more about the person that you become because you're committing to the things that you write down. And that means that sometimes you're going to have to adjust it. I remember the first 10 year vision I ever wrote. I said, I want to be a millionaire. And it was like this benchmark number. I said, I want to make millions. And that to me at the time seemed to be success because money was my motivation. Yeah. But then once I got out of my nine to five job, I went in and told my pain in the ass boss, it's costing me too much to be here. And I left mm. deuces. <laughs> uh, I, I jumped in the car and I, I remember driving down the freeway and I realized for the first time in my life, it was freedom that I wanted. Yeah. I was like, damn, it's not money, it's freedom. And then when I got freedom and I started traveling the world and I started to uh, really get out there and connect with awesome people and had more time to really coach others and really start mastering my craft, I realized it wasn't even freedom. It was the freedom to create. Yeah. And that meant that I could create whenever, wherever, with whoever I wanted, in whatever way I wanted, with no limits. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people feel like they're stuck in a hamster wheel of life. I know how that feels. I was working up north in the deserts of Western Australia, yeah. catching snakes and lizards <laughs> and kangaroos. And it sounds so crazy just even talking about it right now. Yeah. But I did that because I was all about the money. And I was like, oh, if I get the money, then I can pay for events. I can pay for my flights. I can put money back into my business. I looked at it as an investment. Mm. I didn't look at it as a prison. I looked at it as an opportunity for me to step even more in my purpose, to be able to fuel my dreams. And you know, it's a lot of a different perspective, right, on life. Like some people yeah. are stuck in a job. Oh, I hate it. I don't like it. And like yep. continue doing this for years while like you had a mindset of like I'm doing this as an investment for something greater, and Absolutely. you're getting so much more positivity in your life and. Ch chances and yeah so that's I, I mean amazing. look, life's a game, and there's cheat codes mm. to the game, and the cheat code is. 
get to work. You know, there's yeah. there's visions you can map, there's values you can, you can get aligned with, there's people you can connect with. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, you know, reprogramming and visualization programs you can be a part of. There's so many different things that you could be doing for your mindset, your heart set, your soul set. There's just so much that you could do there. And I, I hear a lot of people and I hear their excuses and a lot of it's justifications because they don't want to put themselves out there. They're scared, you know, and I get that. I was totally there myself and, and they live in this fear. It's fear of being judged. You don't want to put yourself out on social media. What would everybody think? And then at the bottom line of it all, it's like if I put myself out and then somebody just like, even if a hundred people say it's amazing, but one person says like, oh, what do you think you're doing? Or who do you think you are? It's like you let that affect you yeah. and you think that that's the whole picture and it's just so not true. People are always projecting their visions and I, I said to my mom because my mom came to the event the yeah. elevator event that we're at and and she was super jazzed up to to write her vision after that and she said to me like oh you know i think it's really important now for me to have a vision which is great you know someone that's like you know late 50s going into 60s like mm. to say like i'm ready to place bets on myself it's that's the perfect time to do it yeah and i said to her i said mom the thing is that if you don't have a vision that you're excited about then you're going to live in the projection of other small-minded visions because mm. people are going to keep telling you what to do. People yeah. are going to keep saying, well, this is going to be best for you or they're going to go, well, why do you want to do that? And if your vision is not strong enough, you'll buy into their bullshit vision. Yeah, true. What I noticed a lot, like definitely in Western countries, I don't know how it is in Australia as well, probably mm-hmm. the same. Uh, but back home, like a lot of people are living under society rules, like yep. trying to like keep them small and not like yep. go out there and do their potential. And also when I started traveling and stuff and quit my job. It's like, oh, what are you going to do? Why are you going to do that? And like always like, because they see a different perspective as yeah. in society perspective a lot. And um, yeah, what I really want to get out there as well is that you can live your dream and you're, if you just get yourself out of that society thinking yeah, and get yeah, into yeah. like, like a living of like consciousness being with like, what do I want and what do I like in life? And like yeah. putting it that into action. Yeah. I, well, the thing is that, our environment has a 40% effect on our mental state. Yeah. Right? So, and I used to think, no, 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 mind over matter and mental strength is everything. And it's, you know, it has a lot of power and pull in it if you can really move yourself to that space. But for the most part, most people are heavily affected by their environment. So your first step needs to be, okay, I need to obviously meet my needs. I need to be able to pay for my bills. I've got to make sure that my foundations are right. Mm. And then the next step is, well, how do I shift my environment? Because we're living, you know, out here in beautiful Bali right now. Yeah. It's amazing. And, you know, you go and live in the middle of Manhattan, New York City, you're paying maybe six grand a month to live in like a tiny little box and you're stuck in traffic and you're in the concrete jungle. You know, mm-hmm. some people like that. Uh, but then if you look at the, the quality of living in somewhere like Bali, oh my gosh, you could live like a king or a queen here yeah. for that much. You could live a year. You could literally, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> Instead could, of one month in New York. A whole year or like every month for, you know, quite a few yeah. months, six months, you could have a freaking mansion out here. Uh, so yeah, it really is location, location. Where do you yeah. want to live? That's why the physical environment uh, area is within the 10-year vision. It's, it's really good to get clear on where you want to go. And, you know, your, your brain, we have the uh, reticular activating system. And what it is, is when you start getting intentional about what it is that you want, writing it down and really focusing your mind on it over and over again. It starts noticing patterns. There's patterns and things happening around us right now all the time. And so it starts picking up on that and you're using a lot of brain power for a lot of other things. But when you start to move your mind into a space where you're thinking new thoughts Mm. and you're overriding that emotional like 
fear, this is when things get really interesting because if your thoughts are more powerful than the emotion, that's where you really create change. So I'm so big on getting clear on your vision, like literally closing your eyes and like running it as like a mental rehearse in your head. All achievement first begins in the theater of your mind, right? So going over and over it again in your mind really starts priming your mind. And the thing is your, your mind doesn't know the difference between reality and what you're visualizing within your mind. Mm. It's just reacting to it, right? So if I'm here like really going through the programs in my mind over and over again, it starts to actually teach the body to follow. So you start moving. I remember like when I got really clear of my vision, sometimes I'll get this feeling and I'm unconsciously picking up on it. Our unconscious is picking up billions of bits of data all the time and Mm. sifting through things that are important and not. It's like picks up on it and I start like honing in and going like hey and connecting with people i never would have connected with before but i had all this feeling within me that to go and connect and that's because the unconscious is getting on board with the dreams that my conscious has created to go cool let's do this as a team yeah because if you're not creating something for your unconscious and your conscious to work together as a team all it's going to serve you is fear 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 to keep you in the comfortable yeah to keep you small while you want to yeah, to play well <laughs> okay. for survival reasons because yeah. it thinks if you're going to put yourself out there like check this out this is how crazy the brain is So if I think that uh, if I put like, let's say some content out on social media, Mm. someone judges it. What do I make that mean? It means I'm not good enough, Mm. right? If I'm not good enough, that means I'm not loved. If I'm not loved, I'm not cared for. If I'm not cared for, I'm not nurtured. If I'm not nurtured, I'm not fed. If I'm not fed, I will starve. And if I starve, I will die. That's a survival mode. That's that's (laughs) literally how your brain thinks, your unconscious thinks. It's trying to keep you into safety all the time. So yeah, it's really important to be in the practice of consciously choosing things because then you can start overriding it. It's like you start parenting your subconscious mind and saying, yeah, I know you feel like this right now, but you know, is that true? Is that even yeah. a fact right now? Are you just making something up to try and keep me safe? True. And this is, a, this is a lifelong practice. It's nothing that I can say that I fully mastered. Uh, I go through my own things myself. You know, I have my moments where I feel anxiety and there's moments where I feel like an overwhelm of excitement and kind of jump the gun and get irrational. And, and you know, so there, there are times where you really got to practice it. And I really believe that so much of the magic happens in the uncomfortable zone. Yeah. And I invite myself in there as often as possible. I go to the fear and I know that every time I've done that, something great has come from it. I've stretched and I've expanded within myself and within my mind. Yeah. I just actually read the book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, which is a great oh, book, yeah, by that's the way. Great, yeah. um, what I notice with a lot of my coaching clients is in their subconscious, they have certain patterns that they don't see. Like conscious, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. And like, that's a good idea. But then subconscious, they have this pattern that keeps on coming back. And until you go into that subconscious and try to change it, which needs action and what you're saying is like rewiring the brain which is so yeah. so powerful that's where like long-term change is going to happen right yeah yeah absolutely absolutely like your brain has this ability it's called neuroplasticity it's mm-hmm. like it doesn't stay the same for the rest of your life there are certain things that we practice over and over again there's patterns in our mind there's uh, these like little highways mm. in our in our mind where in our brain sorry where they're like firing off in a certain direction and it, yeah it does take time to break the pattern but nothing is hardwired people keep saying yeah. hardwired it's not hardwired it's softwired it means mm. you can change it and that's the beauty of the human body I think we're marvelous creations God has given us so many gifts and we are just so in- incredible in the way that we can show up and I just really think that most people are not tapping into their potential yeah you know, and like to that point, I remember 
listening to this incredible speaker. He's gone and passed away now. His name is Miles Monroe. Mm. And he shared this great example of potential. And he says, just imagine like God is the creator, right? Let's say he's the manufacturer and he's created us. And like, let's say we're like a car, right? As an example. Mm-hmm. And, and he says, we're like a car. And on the dash of that car is 200 miles an hour or 200 kilometers an hour, right? And then you've got another car with the exact same potential. It says 200 kilometers an hour. And what we do is we're driving along in our lane going at 60 kilometers an hour. Somebody in the other car comes past us and does 70 kilometers an hour. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh my gosh, look at that person. Look how amazing they are. I can't believe they did that. (laughs) We put them up on a pedestal and then we like take ourselves off the hook. We Mm. we basically just take ourselves off and go, they're so great, I can't even do that. Little do we know that we still have 200 on the dash that we can reach and we're playing at 60. Like it's totally possible for us to end some. But we don't. We look at others and go, oh, they've done that and I guess they're special and they've got like this like this thing that they've tapped into or they've always been like that. They're natural. No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I've seen so many people break through their their, uh, limits and I've seen so many people step into their potential that I just don't buy the old school thinking of, you know, you, you're stuck in your ways. It just mm. doesn't work anymore. It's you putting your own limits, right? Which is actually, yeah. if you think about it, it's so funny. Why would, why would we put limits on ourselves? Yeah. But we do it. We, we all do it. Like, we all think, oh, this person is better. Or, like, I cannot do that. But is it based on reality or is it based on negative thinking? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a big believer that if you doubted your fears instead of doubting your dreams... Mm your life could just go to a whole new level. Like I want people to think like, how much could you accomplish in your life if you doubted your fears instead of doubting your dreams? Yeah. That's a practice. It's, it's such a practice, you know? And uh, some people want to get rich quick. Some people want things to happen overnight. And I'm telling you what, the juice is at the end of the long path. It's right there. It's at the, it's at the long term, right? And I'm always thinking long term. It's like, I'm not expecting something to show up right now today. Yeah. But I know that if in order for me to get the things that I really want, if they're worth it, if they're valuable, I'm going to have to play the long game. Yeah. And if they come in earlier, awesome. It's a bonus. Mm, but you have to put right? in the work. You got to put in the work. Absolutely. You can't so bypass what is, it. What is your biggest obstacle in like, let's say about mindset, right? About uh, maybe putting yourself a limit. What was your biggest like obstacle? My biggest obstacle is myself, <laughs> right? And I think it's like, it's kind of sobering to like, yeah. when the day you realize that, it's like, oh damn, I'm in my own way, no one else is. I can't use excuses anymore. I can't say it's someone else's fault. Damn, how's this gonna work? Yeah, so I would say one of my big things that slowed me down uh, with growing my business mm. was that I had a Superman complex. And what I mean by a Superman complex is that I would believe that nobody could touch my business uh, they wouldn't do it right. They would stuff it up. Mm. Uh, I had to do it all myself. It's this perfectionist thing, which yeah. is basically, it's from scarcity. It's that I wanted to control it all. And I didn't want to even break a piece of the pie away because I felt like I was giving away too much. Like it, I, I would have starved, right? It's this yeah. whole like scarcity mindset. And ultimately it's not that. It's, it's, it's like, well, if you break a piece of the pie and give it to someone, let's bake more pies right so it's like what else do i do i can create other things in my business right if someone comes in and is i can train them up and they're better at design than me now i don't need to do that so then i can go and create something else that brings even more into the business you can give a lot while like receiving like without getting anything back you receive so much back because you can share and that's yeah that's so much more powerful yeah 
For sure, for sure. And I think that a lot of people that are suffering right now, they're not playing in their genius. Mm. They're not aligning themselves with their values. I got really clear 10 years ago that day I was sitting in the room with Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street, mm. where he's like, what's your values? What do you value most in life? And I identified mine. It was self-development, business, contribution, and teaching. And I was like, cool, what could I design as a brand or a business around that? And that's when I came up with addictedtosuccess.com. Mm which is a self-development, motivation-based website. And I did all of that in it. It was self-development every day. I was in the self-development, I was sharing it. Business, I was building a business. Contribution, I was able to raise money and give back and be part of some awesome uh, for-purpose projects. And then teaching, I was teaching all the time when I was creating courses and speaking. It's, it's like the ultimate game changer, lining yourself to your values. Like it's, it's gonna blow your freaking mind when you get into full alignment because yeah. that's where all your power is. That's when, if something comes up, like an obstacle or whatever, whatever comes in your way, a challenge, or you get in your own way, you realize very quickly, well, I'm willing to push through this and I'm yeah. willing to push through the failures, the lessons, the fears, because I know that I'm so excited and I'm lit up from within, I'm in spirit, I'm in inspiration to really put this out there because you're in full alignment with your values. Yeah. People that aren't performing in this world aren't in alignment with their values. They're working for somebody else that has their values right but you don't have your values right and you're sitting there working for the paycheck mm. and then you got to ask yourself why am i making money like why is it important for me to make money a lot of people are like i just got to make money just got to make money and they don't know why they're doing it not and then they knowing. have all the money and they'll be like okay what now <laughs> yeah money's a tricky thing like yeah. money i think is amazing yeah cool make as much money as you can mm. at the same time don't expect it to make you happy yeah right it has a certain level of happiness I believe that. Like when you've got that little bit of that freedom, you don't have to worry about security, mm. you're safe, you don't, you don't have to be scared. Then you start thinking about other things. It's like, well, what about my health? Mm. You know, like, or am I really happy to be in this environment? Or am yeah. I happy with the friends around me? Or am I seeing my family and my friends as much as I'd like to? We've always got something that we could be working on. Uh, so get really clear on why you need to make money and then see, ask yourself, could I be already feeling the feelings that I want around that or establishing those things in my life without having to make you know, millions of dollars, which is what I found within the first two years of running Addicted to Success. I was offered 1.2 million, 1.4 million, then like another million dollar offer, but with like a collaboration uh, uh, affiliate kind of deal thing mm. that was in play. And, and I had to like really sit there and jump in on my values and my vision and go, wait a minute, is this in alignment with me or not? And it was yeah. tough because at like 24, 25 years old, to be told that I'm gonna be a millionaire when I had that in my vision, but like everything else didn't line up because I still wanted to be a speaker, still wanted to run coaching programs, still write a book and put a book out there, travel the world, do documentaries, all these things that I wanted mm. to do, I hadn't done yet. So I was like, ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep working on this because this is the thing that allowed me to get the other things. And so many people are distracted by the shiny objects. Yeah. And you know, it, can, it nearly took me under. I would have done that, then I would have signed a non-compete exclusive agreement where I wouldn't be able to create any other website or anything like that for another six years. Uh, and then I you know, I could go off and create something else because we're all creators, we get to create what we want. I just feel like I would have stepped outside of my values for a while and I think that the fact that I was aligned with my values was the thing that was getting me out of my bed every morning, excited to start the day mm-hmm. and like, peed off at night because I had to go to sleep. I wanted to keep working on the dream. <laughs> so <laughs> find yourself that. That's when you that. know that you're on the right track, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. how does your, you say like mornings, what is your morning routine? How does your morning routine look like? Yeah, so as often as possible, mm. sometimes things show up, uh, you know, like 
sometimes people call me earlier or there'll be something I have to go to. There may be an interview earlier than there usually is uh, if it's hard to get on. So I like shift it to an earlier time. Working with Americans is kind of tough out here in Bali. They're on like the opposite time zone. Time differences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I try my best to master my time. And uh, I would say that, like to get up in the morning to... I make I make a peppermint tea. I love it. It just kind of calms me, but it gives me an energy as well for the day. So peppermint tea. I put my earphones in. I listen to some meditative music. Yeah. Uh, I just get myself into a space of meditation. I can flick through my mind, my vision, what I'm working on, my goals for the week. I imagine what my life would look like once I complete those goals and the things that I'm grateful for. I go, go into gratitude. Then I go into prayer and I just pray to God. Thank you so much for everything you've ever brought into my life. Thank you for guiding me and supporting me and for keeping me on my toes. Mm. I say that because I know that there's times that we're challenged and we keep praying, please take this away. But I pray, can you make me stronger? You know, so thank you for keeping me on my toes. And then I come out of that and I journal. It's so funny because like back in the days to think journaling is girly. I was like, that's a girl (laughs) thing to do. It's like, you know, I kind of resisted it for a while until I got to a point where uh, I had quite a few people that I respected that were like, dude, you should journal. You should like write Mm. it out. If it's in your head, it, it, it will stay there. You need to get it out. And so in the morning, I usually just write my journal out. Sometimes it's my to-dos, things I need to do, to do. Sometimes it's like things that have been on my mind, maybe some loops that need to be closed. I get clear on that. Maybe yeah. it's like, it, it could be anything, anything emotional that I may be feeling like I'm holding on to that I need to get out. And it's kind of like my way to vent to the point where I'm like not venting anymore. And mm-hmm. sometimes I could be journaling for two minutes, five minutes or 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but I really know that it clears my mind for the day and I, I just start on a really strong foot. And then I typically will jump into an interview, do an interview, uh, I'll go in and create some content. I like to write. Uh, I like to shoot video content. So I may shoot some video content. I'll have a biz meeting with Emil Steenveld, who's my business partner, and Adriana, who's our assistant, uh, with Elevate, with our events-based company. Uh, then I do some calls to America. Sometimes I do sales calls for my programs. I catch up with some of my clients and students and see where they're at, do check-ins, um, or you know, run some coaching programs. And then I just make sure that I hit the gym before midday. I know that midday is the time where like my body is really in that like that fire, like that pitta mm. state where I'm like, it's burning and it's ready to like just rumble in the day. And so I go to the gym, but then I make sure I have like a good lunch. So I'm looking after myself because there were times where I wasn't, I was just like putting myself on the wayside and not like eating properly. And then I was kind of eating later at night and finding that I was like heavy before bed and I was getting really bad sleep. So then once I get to bedtime, I think it's so important because everyone talks about like routines as in like business and that. Mm. My energy comes from mostly from my evening routine. And that is that uh, at night, and this is another thing I thought was girly, I have, <laughs> I have uh, incense burning and incense is uh, it's a diffuser and it's lavender, right? So my oh, room yeah. smells like mm. lavender. Lavender is calming, it's peaceful. I start to turn the lights off at least an hour to an hour and a half before bed. So I just keep like some softer lights on, like some yeah. lamp lights. And I'll just write some things down on the board. I'll just have a look at my day and see, okay, what have I completed? What have I got tomorrow? So I'm not thinking about it before I go to bed, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes I'll do like a mind dump as well because what happens is when you go to sleep, if you haven't done a mind dump yourself, like written things out in like a journal or in a to-do list and got it out of your head, there's a time when your brain starts trying to make sense of the day and also what you need to do. So if you're spending like hour or two in sleep, with your brain trying to like organize all that stuff and make sense of it, it you're not getting into that super deep REM sleep. You're not getting mm. into REM sleep. You're you not getting dreams it. or like maybe yeah, nightmares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could be stressing. It's like you could be yeah. stressing about a bill that you haven't closed out or something in your business that you haven't been paying attention to. 
And so your mind's trying to make sense of it. So it goes into like a stressful nightmare Mm. and then you just have shallow sleep. So I'm really big on the whole sleep routine. Uh, I also take melatonin, which is what our body normally releases at night. But because of all the stimulation with like, you know, laptops and TVs and iPhones or, you know, smartphones and things like that, uh, we're constantly getting like light into our eyes and especially before bed. So our body's still high on cortisol, which is a stress hormone. So if you are moving yourself into a space of getting more melatonin into your body, which chamomile tea and zinc, if you take zinc tablets, they increase your melatonin levels in your your body. So you start to shift more naturally into a melatonin state. Uh, But I have a tablet too. It's natural. Melatonin is natural. Uh, You don't become reliant on it. It just helps you to sleep even deeper. And I have amazing sleep. I wake up in the morning and I make sure when I get out, I get some light in my eyes. I get vitamin D and I get back into the day. And the vitamin D and the light in your eyes activates more of the cortisol so you can start moving with more energy in your body you know so it's, it's know crazy that. how it all works and yeah. I, i'm really big on optimizing my life you know if yeah. there's things that can improve it i'll do that because like i said everything's touching everything i want to show up as a great speaker i want to be present with people so mm. i want to be creative so i need to make sure that i get good sleep and i've got my mind in order and it's not like this crazy like freaking cyclone <laughs> twister in my head you know yeah it's true and i definitely believe as a coach as well that health and mindset are so related like you can yeah. practice your mindset and put in the work but if you're eating crappy food and your body gets really exhausted and you cannot process your food and like have a good night of sleep like what's the point is that it's not going to be a good flowing process that's what yeah. i truly believe in so it's so important to have like good routines and again what you're saying sometimes the routine is different you wake up and you don't meditate or you have something going on and like you have to change something in your routine which is totally fine um but having like certain kind of routine is yeah. it's so healthy and so important if you really want to make progress yeah it's a one percent little shifts that add up it's like a mm. hundred days of one percent is like a hundred you're doubling everything in your life when you get to that point and it's a practice it's like leadership in itself a lot of people talk about influences i'm not interested mm. in influences because it's like i if i make something shiny and get significance for it like i'm the influencer yeah i'm like screw that leadership like what about like embodying everything that you can and making that wisdom yours and and giving that back to the world and showing up consistently and playing the longer game rather than like the quick wins yeah and so leadership's the same thing it takes practice you don't become a leader overnight mm. it's the secret is in your routine the secret is in practicing giving. Like people say, I want to be abundant. It's like abundance is a practice. Yeah. You know, abundance is. You can't be that all the time. You need to be in the practice of it so that it slowly starts to become part of your life to the point where people, when they see you, they're like, man, there's something about that person. They just mm. like, they, they just like show up charismatic. They look happy. They just are happy to give. But they also know their boundaries and they know how to stay in their energy and they don't get affected. Like that's, that's an awesome place to be in, yeah. but you don't get there overnight. That's the work that you put in behind the scenes, right? Because yep. nowadays we so much see a lot like on Instagram and also like around just on internet in general, like the, the, the superficial things. And there's so much more behind, behind that. Like there's yep. a lot of people that are putting in the quick wins, what you're just saying, and yep. are not very happy, but showing up very happy. And there's some people putting in the work behind the scenes and you don't see it, but then there's this interesting person who has been putting all the work in there, right? So it's so interesting to see that nowadays we are so social, right? We have all these social networks and everybody's operating on it, but (laughs) there's also a lot of um, people being so disconnected with themselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a a big thing nowadays. And um, how do you, could you give like the audience maybe like an advice on how to get more connected with yourself? 
Yeah, I mean, look, it, it goes back to obviously the alignment of your values. Yeah. So knowing what it is that lights you up from within. It's what do you spend most of your time on? What do you spend most of your money on? What do you love speaking to other people about? What kind of books do you love to read? Uh, what do you search in Google? What do you watch on YouTube? All of these things are clear indications of where your passion lies. Mm. So if you can start really like following that passion there and going like, where's that feeling? Like, where's that excitement? And aligning yourself more with that, I really believe that you're going to shift your focus so much to the point where you're not going to put your sights set on negativity and drama. It's like mm. life becomes more flowish, right? Life becomes more flourishing and I think a lot of people aren't connected with that. They're like, they're just really like scrambling to try and find things that'll light them up. They go to like drugs and alcohol and sex and, you know, like, you know, overextending on those things, having yeah. way too much of all that stuff to try and fill the void to the fact that they're not happy with where they're at in their life. So it's always a good idea to go, what do I really want in my life? Mm. What's required for me to get that? And then also what's blocking me or stopping me from knowing that I'm already there? Yeah. because you are it's like your potential is already already there it's waiting for you to step into it yeah. and it may take a little bit of time and practice but you get there and then when you get there you're like oh life isn't as tough as i actually thought it would be because you mean the practice i like to practice now in the off season so when something tough shows up i'm already ready to face it yeah and a lot of people don't do that they don't they don't have like a contingency plan they don't prepare themselves beforehand they're just really in a space of like letting life happen to them instead of mm -hmm. them stepping into life yeah, it's almost like training for a game, right? If you're doing sports, you're like just training for this big game to happen, mm -hmm. but you put in all the work to like when it happens, you have like fully prepared, you're strong, yeah. you know what to yeah. do, you know what your values are, you know like what your plan is. And that's so important to have a plan for sure and breaking to those boundaries that you're setting up for yourself that a lot of yeah. times are not even realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Someone asked me recently, what do you fear most? Mm. And I said, I fear my potential. Like wow. I really fear my potential. I, I don't want it to be like one day when I stand, like, you know, I pass and I move on to the next space and I'm standing there before God. And he's like, Joel, I gave you this much <laughs> and you only did this. Like to me, that would just like, I'd be pretty sad. Yeah, <laughs> can imagine. <laughs> no, knowing that there was just so much more. It's like, yeah. imagine, imagine like being able to stand before that and, 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 and to be like, oh my gosh, like everything that I've ever wanted, like that mm. I've said that I was going to do, like I was going to write the book, or I was going to do the movie, or I was going to leave and that person that I'm like t in this toxic relationship with, or I'm going to, you know, travel to this country. Mm. Imagine you didn't do all that. And then right there, just before you die, it's like you, you're standing before it all. And you're just like, shit, I could have done Damn, all that. Why did I, why did I hold myself <laughs> back from that? And yeah. it's, and it comes down to a lot of it is like worthiness. It's like, am mm. I worthy of my dreams? Yes, you are. You absolutely are just as much as the other person is just as much as all these incredible successful people out there they don't have this like you know this magic superpower that people think is just like thrown upon them they, yeah. they don't like everyone gets to work at this everyone gets to practice it and surround yourself with people that are the evidence of greatness like yeah. i have incredible people around me they have gifts in certain areas there's certain things they are like really have been practicing and mastered for like five, 10 years that I haven't. Yeah. doesn't mean I can't do it, but I'm learning from them. Like, wow, even if I could get just a little bit of that and learn mm -hmm. a bit of that, that would improve my life by 2%, 3%. So I'm around them and I get to also share my gifts with them too. And we get to all level up together. I'm really excited about coming into a space and going, how can we make like power for power and have even more impact in this world? So it's always more fun to be in the game than to stand on the sidelines and watch everybody else 
played a game. You know, play a game. <laughs> yeah. So who's your the most inspi yeah, inspirational person or like mentor in your life? Ooh, that's such a big question. Loaded. <laughs> I've got so many. I find you know like here's the thing. I, I think we've got to be careful of being the patchwork of other people's opinions. Mm, yeah. You know, I do believe that we can, on the flip side of it, learn a little bit from each person that we come across. Like, yeah. I have this rule, and actually one of my mentors, Ty Lopez, taught this to me. He said, you know, the best way to grow, to self-develop, uh, is to reach up, reach out, and reach down. And what he means by that is mm. reach up to people that have come before you. You got like Tony Robbins, you got Jim Rohn. A lot of these people are gone and they're passed away too, like Wayne Dyer and uh, you know Zig Ziglar. These people have passed away. They're in books and videos mm. and audio tapes. We can still learn from them. You know, learn from the legacy leaders. They call them the legacy leaders that have been there before us. And then reach out, which is like people that are already playing on a similar level to you. People like you know Preston Smiles, Alexi Panos, um, Emil Steenveld, um, who else is there's a, there's a lot of incredible um people out there there's a guy called jason capital i think is a great marketer mm. uh you know there's a lot of like gerard adams and yaya bakar a lot of really powerful speakers and leaders and so learning from them but also sharing with them mm. and then reaching down is like reaching the people that are like just starting out that were where you were even if it's a year ago or two years ago like yeah. now you get to lead them yeah. you know and like i reached down to people that have uh, you know, just started their journey. They were me 10 years ago in their own space, like aspiring to do the things that I've, I've been doing for 10 years now. And so I learned so much from my students. Mm. And most of the time they don't know it. Mm. You know, I'm challenged by them. Uh, I learn so much because they bring my mind back to where it was and they keep me grounded and they remind me that, you know, no matter how great you can get at what you do, how much you master the craft, there was somewhere that you started mm. and I believe that there was just so much excitement in there. I'm excited now, but I was really excited when I first started because it was like, wow, how am I going to do this? And then yeah. when you pull it off, it's like, damn, let's do that again. You know, so yeah, I find mentorship in a lot of, other, a lot of people from all over the place. Dr. John Demartini has given me great mentorship over the years. I've learned a lot about business systems with him. He's taught me a lot about the alignment of values. And I used to think, oh, values, everyone talks about, you got to know your values. Mm. He drummed it into me so much. And uh, I remember saying to him, you know, John, I know that you've written over 72 books. He has like 40 different disciplines that he's studied and, and, and you know, things like physiology, biology, astrology, uh, theology, like all the ologies. He studied them and mastered mm. them and, and he teaches them. And I asked him out of all the ologies, uh, <laughs> which one is the most important? And he said, Joel, you know, the, with, with all the study manuals, he said there were a lot of like really big ones, thick ones. And he said the one that was the most important that he's found, he's implemented in his life is the study of axiology. He said the book was like that thin. Mm. And the study of axiology is a study of your value system. Okay. And he, he's you know been teaching for 40 years now. He speaks 200 something days out of the year. This guy's just like crushed it on so many levels. He's in the movie The Secret. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, you know, I look at someone like that that's been doing it for a long time and they're like tried and tested. They know the ropes. And I ask these kind of questions, mm. you know, to find out like what's the most important dominant area that we need to play in it. And so after that, I, got, I just doubled down to my values and I keep going back to my values over and over again. And I would say like that, you know, if, if that's anything that you take from this today, like make sure you do that. And when I got clear on my values, it supercharged my vision because now I make sure that my values are always in my vision every year, year in, year out. The 10th year, the 9th year, the 8th year, the year that I'm in right now, I keep pushing out one more year every time I achieve mm. that vision. Just keep going one more year, one more year. And we have, always have a 10-year vision, but knowing that I have to stay in alignment with my values in order for it to have power. What's your top three values? 
still business self-development and teaching contributions there but also you know sometimes people say i want to contribute and give everything back to the world and and i've i've realized over the years like i can still contribute mm. i don't have to be you know mother Teresa 24 7 i also get to build the business and get to you know start with the people and then like work out from there and then raise the money and then be able to give back and um yeah i i've i've found like you know like <laughs> I think a lot, a lot of people are getting like words mixed up. You've got to define what it is. For me, I used to say like impact, impact, but I had to define what that meant. Yeah, for everybody it means something different, right? It's so subjective, yeah. And, and for a while, it's like impact is good because it means that you're helping a lot of people with giving money away. And I had to realize like it's not always just that. You can help them in so many other ways. It's like you can uh, teach a man to fish, right? And they can go out there and catch more fish. And so yeah. I've been doing that for many years now. And... And I find I get so much from that and also I'm able to give so much back. So It's much yeah. more valuable. Define, define your your virtues, your pursuits in life. Like really define them, get clear on what it means to do that. Don't just use buzzwords mm. to sound cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, you guys, uh, you and Emil, of course, are hosting an event in London in September this year? Actually, no, we're hosting an event in Bali. Oh, yeah, you it was London. changed it. It was okay. London, we changed it. Yeah, so yeah. Bali, October 7th to October 10th. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah so yeah. maybe you can tell the audience if they want to make a change in their life and a huge impact, well, whatever that means for you, <laughs> where they can find you find guys out. and um, like about the event. Yeah, for sure. So uh, go to elevatetribe.net, okay, mm -hmm. elevatetribe.net slash Bali event. And this is a four-day transformational uh, event where we fly a couple speakers out. We got one from the U.S., Garen Jones. This guy, everything he touches turns to gold. He's an epic speaker. Mm -hmm. uh, he is just—he's got a heart of gold. This guy goes in. He's so humble, but he's so also energetic and super charismatic. Mm -hmm. I kind of liken him to like Dwayne the Rock Johnson or like Will Smith. Like he has that really cool <laughs> oh, really? energy. Everyone That's loves amazing. him. And he's super connected with people. And just amazing businessman as well. Yeah. And then we have Jen Hardy, who is from the UK. She's from Scotland. And she just pulls everything back on her business. She shows people how she's really made multiple six figures online. She teaches all her systems, mm. how she did, did her Facebook ads, how she did all her marketing, uh, how she really just gets her message together and gets it out there, how she builds her following. So her and I are really teaching branding and marketing in the second yeah. half of this event. And Emil and uh, Gurren Jones are, are gonna be teaching the mindset side of things. So we're switching up the format uh, this time around. And last time we had 100 people, we're anticipating 150 for this one. Uh, for the event, it's uh, intimate event. And we keep it that way because it's experiential. Like you yeah. actually get up, you feel it in your body. It's not inspiration, it's transformation. So you come in and you actually have like this experience where you feel it on a cellular level i mean you were there you felt it it was right? amazing and it's really it's all about transformation and it's a big like it's a big transformational event and you build such an amazing connection with all the people there because it's so intimate right yeah. so like yeah. you build friends for life as well but it's uh, yeah. yeah for life believe me <laughs> yeah so many people and love yeah, people, each other yeah, it's crazy people hold each other accountable still now and the event was in april and like you yeah. still like have like contact and like people yep. making huge like massive progress it's insane so yeah go come to bali to the elevate event do um, it do it yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's an application process you can't yeah. just get in it's like even if you have money for a ticket it doesn't matter it's it's really about you going to the page having a look through mm. it feeling into it is this really for me am i ready to step in am i coachable am i ready to play all out even if i don't know what's coming next yeah right it's about getting in your uncomfortable zone nothing changes until you shift into the uncomfortable and just knowing that like 
to be in a room with 100 or so other people that are also ready to be coached and are ready to go in there's so much power around that you can't mm. not feel some sort of a shift in some way so yeah. make sure you apply and then uh if we feel like you qualify to come in for another interview we jump on a call with you and have that conversation and then next thing you know you could be out here in bali living it up with us check this out real quick I'm gonna show you this. <laughs> check it out how beautiful is this living next to the rice patties <laughs> This is so damn nice out here. Anyway, I'm sure you would have seen how beautiful Bali is uh, on uh, Selma's videos that she's been putting up. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for jumping in and, and interviewing me, Selma. And uh, yeah, yeah, guys, this is uh, this is really an opportunity for you to to really like go through and listen to this, take notes. Mm. You know, because I could sit here and do the interview and just say like a whole bunch of you know fancy mindset things. And share my story but it's no good for you if you're not taking notes and then implementing it in your yeah. life it's change really about patterns change your subconsciousness yeah. and put in the work break those limits go yeah. out of your comfort zone get yeah. out there and do things feel the fear and do it anyway just like yes. the books, do it yes you get it awesome <laughs> thank you so, so much, much. joel um you. just one more thing where can they find you on like instagram social networks uh yes yeah. so go to at i am joel brown and I post a lot of my content on there. You see yep. a lot of my exclusive video content. Uh, do like lots of lives on there and Insta stories and just keep you posted on every, you know, masterclass that we put out there for free. Mm -hmm. We run a lot of free masterclasses. Yep. You can learn uh, some things with us and uh, yeah, you can go there and also, you know, on YouTube, type in Joel Brown yeah. on there. I'll put it in the com yeah. in the, the podcast too. Yep. Make sure you check out the Addicted to Success podcast. We've had Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, Simon Sinek, Jody Spencer, Gabby Bernstein. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool episodes on there where you can learn a lot. So take note, all right? Do it. Put in the work. Thank you so much, Joel. Thank you. <laughs> See Appreciate ya. you. Bye. <laughs>